Today on the AF Podcast, look, I'm back. I'm back. All right. See, see what happened was, uh, <laughs> okay, okay, look, what was supposed to be a, a holiday hiatus turned into over six weeks of inactivity. I do apologize, but real life got in the way, and I'm, and I'm being serious. Real life got in the way, and without giving away everything, one of my immediate family members got really sick over the holidays, um, hospitalization for over a week, um, and I had to, you know, play my part to support them, and which was then followed up with me being completely bedridden with the flu for almost a week, which was then followed up, you know, by a close uh, family member passing around the same time as well, and uh, I actually had to travel to Trinidad for the funeral. Just a ton of stuff going on right now, which really cut into the recording times and it was so much going on i either couldn't actually record or i just physically couldn't do it but even with all that said i'm number one i'm truly grateful for my family i love them to death i really do i feel energized and i'm chomping at the bit man i'm ready to go i missed all the cat williams shit which hurt me a bit <laughs> but i'll address it somewhat next week um, but with the first episode of 2024, I'm jumping into the NFL championship weekend with the AFC and NFC titles at stake with my Niners in the cusp of getting another Super Bowl and bringing in a sixth ring. I got to jump in on this. And even though it's, it's going to be a little shorter, you know, I got to get into it. I'm joined by my annual NFL playoff guest, Roger Calendar, as we dive into Sunday's matchups. I'm not holding up this podcast for too much longer. I, I want to get started right now. Get this pod over to your ears. Uh, so hit me with the five stars while you're listening. And from whatever podcast platform that you're locked into right now, like right now, uh, subscribe to SouthShirab.com for the catalog. And let's get into it. It's that podcast with Cal C on South Sharaf Radio. Oh, and before we begin this, you know, I got to say my part really quick about uh, the Milwaukee Bucks. I hated what they did in terms of getting rid of uh, Adrian Griffin. Look, you know, and I heard this this stat this morning, actually, that, uh, you know, which makes things, things a little more confusing. Um, you know, after about five games and Adrian Griffin was trying to run a certain defensive scheme, uh, the team kind of balked at it, and they wanted to go back to the, the, the defensive schemes that they're running throughout the past. So Adrian Griffin had about five or six games, let it go. He said, okay, we're going to change the defense. And that resulted in him being 24th in the league in defense and everybody's shitting on him for, for being terrible defensively. And number one, that shouldn't fall on Adrian Griffin's feet because I don't think he wanted to run those schemes based on the personnel that they had. Number two, the personnel that they had they got rid of one of the premier defenders in the league for Damian Lillard, which is a top 75 player who's still in his prime. And if you're going to do that, they basically changed from a defensive identity to a, an offensive identity. So if you're going to be a good defensive team, I don't think they're going to be, with at least with the roster that they have, they're not going to be a top-tier defensive team. You want to be somewhere in the middle of the pack. This is what they sacrificed when they made this trade. So with that said, you got to give it a little bit of time. I know everybody's comparing everything to David Blatt, you know, back in 2015, 2016 with the Cavaliers. But at least he had a season and a half to try to get it right. He made it to the finals. It just didn't work after a year and a half. This was four months. They're the third best team in the, in the NBA. To me, you got to give them a little bit of time. 
at least a little bit of time. And I, and I know they're built to win now, and I get that too. But here's the thing, though. Everybody's under contract for at least another couple of years. This is not a situation where, like, Giannis is going to be a free agent next year or Dame can opt out or you might lose Brooke, you might lose Middleton. Everybody's under contract for at least three years. So try to make a trade in, 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 uh, during the, the trade deadline and see who you can get that can help on the perimeter defensively. To me, that's, I think that's all they had to do, maybe change up some schemes. You still had time to work this out. Like, you want to be really rolling by, like, March, April, like after the All-Star break. To make this this uh, this firing 43 games into the season, I think I feel sorry for Adrian Griffin because, you know, from all intents and purposes, this man has went out for 14 different jobs and did not get hired for any of them. He finally gets his job. It's a good job. He does good with it. I'm not going to say incredible, but he does good with it. And the man is fired. And then you and then you you hire Doc Rivers to make this up. But I mean, let's I'm just gonna brush over the fact that he was the consultant after the um after the playing tournament for, for Adrian Griffin. I'm gonna, you know, ignore that for a moment. Listen, I think Doc is a good coach, you know, and, and I know he's top fifteen coach of all time in terms of the uh, not necessarily in terms of wins, but in terms of you know, him getting voted for it, you know, for the top 75 that they did uh, two years ago. He was one of the top 15 coaches, which at the time I was kind of surprised by because and I'm not saying he's not a good coach. He is a good coach. In some cases, he could be a really good coach in a regular season. But it's hard to ignore that playoff history, especially after leaving Boston, because if you think about this, after he left Boston, he's had some great talent. And it's gone sideways on him a little bit. Some bad luck here and there. Some injuries, you know, uh, some shit shows coming down the, the pipeline for him. But with that being said, he hasn't made a conference final in over 12 years. And this is not a situation where after Boston, he took a year off, took two years off. He hasn't stopped coaching since 2003. And with the, and the, with the rosters and the talent that he had, 12 years is a long time. It's almost inexcusable not to make a conference final. Forget a final. To make a conference final. Like, that to me is, is almost preposterous. And, you know, to look back even at that Boston experience, right, they won the title in 2008. I believe they won, like, 66 to 68 games, something around that. I'm, I'm not sure. I'm going off the top of my head here. But with that said, in that season when they won the chip, right, you can only play 28 games maximum in the playoffs. That's four seven-game series. That's if you play every game to the seventh game, it's 28 games, right? They played 26 in a, in a truly dominant regular season. They went seven games in the first round against an Atlanta Hawks team that didn't even win 40 games that season. They won, I think, either 37 or 39 games, something like that. And then the second round, they played LeBron where they almost lost game seven LeBron had 45. I think Pierce had about 40. And that game went literally down to the wire, which at the time was – it wasn't a strong Cleveland team at that time. This is before LeBron started winning his MVPs. He was still on the come up. And then you went six games with Detroit. You went six games with L.A. You, you finally found your footing and won. But they went 16-10 and 10 on the way to winning the title. That's one of the worst records a championship team has had in the playoffs. I, I don't know if it's the worst – but it's definitely one of the worst. They lost 10 games in the playoffs. 
that season. So I'm not taking anything away from it because they earned their ring. But even that season was like that shit was a dogfight. I give I actually give Doc more respect for the the 2010 season when you know the expectations was a little bit lowered. Cleveland was really raining. You know, Orlando just came off of winning their you know not winning the Eastern Conference the year before. Um, they basically handled both those teams. And if Kendrick Perkins doesn't tear his knee in Game Six of the Finals. I mean, Boston might have won their second title in three years. I actually thought that coaching job by Doc Rivers was more impressive than it was in 2008, believe it or not. But ever since then, ever since that Boston experience, this man has not been able to reach a conference final. And now you're getting another opportunity again to coach Giannis and Dame. And I mean, I get it. I totally get it. You almost can't pass that up if it comes across your lap, especially if you still want to coach. And believe you and me, he still wanted to coach. At the same time, though, it's like you've never taken a break to learn from the reasons why you keep failing in the playoffs, at least to those degrees where you're giving up 3-1 leads and every time you're, you, you have the advantage in an elimination game, you're always losing it. Like you've never taken a year off or a couple of years off to say, okay, let me reassess. Let me see why this is happening. Like you're just going from job to job to job and – the results are still the same. Like if they don't make this, if they don't win, if they don't win a championship in the next three years, it's all going to fall on him. And I think his record is going to get stained. At least his reputation is going to get stained. I'm honestly, I'm surprised that somebody went after him this fast. Um, but again, it's part of course, right? Like it's, it's something that I know he wanted to get back into coaching. What better roster to coach than Giannis, who's a top three player at worst and, you know, Dame, who's, uh, you know, still a top 75 player and he's still in his prime. I get it. But at the same time, it's like, I, I, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't think he's the right coach for this, for this team personally. But we'll see what happens with it. But I, I'm just I'm not impressed. I did, I did not like how, that, how things went down in Milwaukee. And I feel sorry for Adrian Griffin. I thought that was, I thought that was terrible, like beyond terrible. And also, I'm dedicating this uh, this episode to to cousin B, to Brian. I and we all got you, and um, you know the love will never change, my brother. And and continue to honor the legacy like you always do. I'm proud of you, sir. Seriously, I'm 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 proud of you. Let's go. Welcome to the Yab Podcast with Cal C on South Sharab Radio. <laughs> Welcome to the AF Podcast. Um, this is the NFL Championship Weekend, and I'm here with my uh, annual football South Shirav analyst, <laughs> guest of the podcast, Roger Calendar. How you doing today, sir? Too bad. Not too bad. How you doing, Kelsey? I'm doing good, man. The playoffs has been uh, it's been quite interesting so far, man, and and, and now we're we're, we're on to the Big Four. Um, oh yeah. Which uh, I mean, what are your thoughts on the playoffs so far? So far, so good. We've had some really good games. You know, I can't complain at all. They've been ex- highly competitive. Um, I don't think any team has really dominated. Well, aside from the Ravens, that is. That Ravens game that they had with yeah. the Texans. Yeah. yeah, that was a little bit of a blowout. But, I mean, aside from that, highly competitive. And uh, what I really do appreciate is there is, seems to be a lot of young, talented um, quarterbacks that have come in the league. Yeah, and uh, that's nice to see. Seeing how you know the old card has kind of moved on, and now the young up and comers are uh, are coming up. And they're black. 
They're black. Yes. Thank God. Yes. 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 One thousand percent. One hundred percent. They're black. Great to see. Great to see. It's about time. It really is. It really but, is. But I, I have to say, like, it, and, and I'll probably discuss it more in terms of wrapping up the playoffs next week. But, but I mean, C.J. Stroud, man, like that's. That yeah. his his performance this season has has been as impressive a rookie season that I've seen in a long time, probably since Andrew Luck. Agree, I agree completely. He has played phenomenal, and the crazy thing is, um, he was probably um, you know he was probably ten seconds away from possibly being being drafted by Carolina, and then Carolina's owner actually decided, nope, I'm going to go with Bryce Young, and I'm going to uh, pass on CJ, and that. Uh, that was the best decision CJ could have possibly ever hoped for. Um, yeah. yeah, it's crazy. Like his season's been amazing. Yeah, I'm. I'm personally, I'm shocked. I thought they were gonna absolutely suck just because of the lack of talent on the Texans. But he just goes to show you a good quarterback can lift everybody up. Yeah, but they say rising yeah. tide lifts all boats, right? He's the rising tide. One hundred percent. I mean, he made Nico Collins. Very, very, very dangerous as a wide receiver, yeah. which I don't think has happened in quite a long time. And, uh, and yeah, and Tank Dell. I mean, he's a second, second year player. He's not a rookie. He's like a second or third year player too, right? Yeah, yeah. Tank yeah. Dell's like I believe he's a second year player, yeah. and um, yeah, he played amazing. I mean, even their their run game, they had Pierce there, who was uh, the running back, the incumbent running back from last year. But he barely. Played. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not even sure what happened to him. He completely dropped off. Yeah. And uh, it was Singletary's backfield. And Singletary, I mean, when was the last time we heard that name, you know? I know. I know. Crazy. When he, when he, played, when he played well. That That's the thing. It's just, it's just his poise. Because even that game, when um, the, the last game of the year when they played um, the Colts, mm. and I was like, you know, you, I mean, mind you, I mean, the Colts had Minshew, so it's not, 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 it's not like he was going up against a star, but just the poise throughout the game. You know what I mean? Because because there was uh, the point there was a point in the game that was really close and it looked like Indy could have taken it, and then he just he just stayed poised the whole time. It's like his poise is what is, is what amazes me with him. Absolutely, one hundred percent. I mean, I find him he's like a very similar player to um, to um, Love, um, Jordan Love. Yeah, like they don't get rattled, and that's the crazy part. Like they're getting blitzed, they take a few steps back, and they deliver the ball. Um, very poised, very strong arms, um, great patience, very accurate. Um, it's just it's fantastic to see. It's great. And I don't think anybody saw this coming. No, not not at all. The only thing with Love is that, I mean, at the end, he went full farf at the end of that last pass. He went full farf. <laughs> he did. He did. I think he, he, yeah, I think his back was against the wall. Um, you know, his kicker missed that kick, which probably would have, would have at least tied up the game. Or it it would definitely tied up the game, and then um, yeah, he just he threw a bad pass. I got picked off. I mean, which is funny because he hadn't thrown any like. When I watched the whole game, and I think out of all of his passes, like I don't think he, not one pass was even close to being picked off. But um, yeah. you know, yeah, he he's played, young. He played great the last half of the season for sure. Because that the first half, you weren't sure. Like you know, like how he was gonna be, just look like it, it looked like one of those things where it's like you know what he probably has talent, but you got to give him a year or so. One hundred percent. 
and he has like a tracks he has a track team for wide receivers yeah like it's it's crazy where'd these guys come from dontavian wicks um jaden reed Dubes. um yeah romeo dubs he was there last year like i mean i didn't know who any of these guys were and then all of a sudden they just started scoring touchdowns and i was like whoa you know everybody kind of took notice yeah yeah they, they, they seem like <coughs> excuse me they're in um they're in a great position right now because most of their skill talent is all young. They're all on rookie contracts, so this is this is like the time right now to like, yeah. You know, you got a you got a rookie QB. You can you can stockpile the other position positions for the next couple of years, but right now a lot of the skill positions are all young too. So so this is like this is a great time to be good. Absolutely, one hundred percent. I mean, especially in his first year. Um, yeah, they just need a few more pieces too. I mean, they were they were so close to beating San Francisco. Yeah. They were so close. I hate to admit uh, that, but yes. <laughs> I mean Aaron Jones, like where did this guy come from? He looked like the old Aaron Jones from like five years ago when he was with yeah. um when he, when um when he was playing um yeah, before. Like he just he just had like another level of juice to him. Um it was crazy. Um, I think if they just get a few more defensive pieces and maybe shore up the old line a little bit better. Yeah. My God, they're, they're, they're going to be scary. They're right there. They're right there. Yeah, they, they are right there. They're right there. And especially the way they handle the um, the Cowboys. I mean, that was <laughs> – I mean, that's a whole other story. We'll, we'll get into that later, like maybe next week. But, that was but, beautiful. But that that was crazy. I mean, that that was super wild. Like, they just couldn't be – they, they manhandled that defense. which And that defense was like a top five D in the league. And they yeah, just they, they manhandled just... the defense. They they just took them apart. It was it was crazy. They Dallas couldn't just stop anything. Whether they were running, whether they were passing, it didn't matter. Dallas looked like they were just on their heels the whole game and right from the start too. It's a complete dismantling. No, nah, that was that was wild. But you know what? Let's let's get into the to the AFC and NFC championship games right now. I'm going to save my Niners for last because uh, it's my Niners, right? I, I'm being biased. I want to save the best for last. But we'll, well, we'll start with the Chiefs and the Ravens. Um, mm -hmm. Does does KC have Baltimore's number? They could. They very well could. Um, I'll tell you one thing. If there is a year for Baltimore to beat KC, it would definitely be this year. Yeah, it's right now. And if, I think that if they don't beat them, I'm convinced that they might never beat them, honestly. Yeah. You know, um, Baltimore has the um, the MVP as a quarterback. You know, Lamar Jackson had a fantastic year. Mm -hmm. Their offense was, you know, was flying down the field. Did you know that they beat um, all the teams that were over 500? They beat them by more than 14 points each. And we're talking about tough teams like San Francisco and the, and San Francisco, the Cowboys, like top teams. They completely took them apart. Miami. Um, Miami. Oh, my God. It was crazy. Their defense, number one defense in the league. You know, they stopped the run. They're they're fantastic. Like, they're literally flying on all cylinders. cylinders. And then KC, I mean, KC had an up-and-down season. Um, but, I mean, Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes. Last game, he had a phenomenal game. Um, Rashi Rice is definitely going to be the next big wide receiver, I think, next year. And for the next couple of years, too. Um, you know, yeah, I've, 
I think that Patrick Mahomes, he's such a force right now. Like he's like, he's like almost like Jordan, whereas he is basically stopping other players from getting Super Bowls and getting getting MVPs. He's he's just that good. Yeah. Um, it's gonna be one hell of a battle. You know, personally, I'm going for Lamar Jackson and and Baltimore. Uh, just simply for the fact that I'm tired of seeing Taylor Swift, and I definitely do not want to see Brittany <laughs> Mahomes. Like I'm completely tired of them. I need somebody to stop this reign of terror. Yeah. Um, but I mean, this this game could go either way. I, I want to say I'm leaning towards Baltimore. Yeah. But I mean, so they're save, going against the Chiefs. Save your prediction. Save your prediction for the last part. But yeah, no Yeah, but it, it's interesting because when you look at their matchup, they've played played against each other four times, and Pat has the three one advantage on him. And the mm-hmm. one game that Lamar won, I, I actually remember that game. I think it was in Baltimore, and they had to, they, they basically got that win by the skin of their teeth, if you remember. Yes. Like, pretty much every time they've played Kansas City, like, Kansas City has pretty much manhandled them. Now, I think a large part of those victories, though, is, is at the time is due to the fact that KC's talent was just way better than, uh, than Baltimore's at the time. I, I wouldn't say way better, but just better. It was just better. Like, <laughs> You know what I mean, and yeah. and then like, and especially when Tyreek was there, because I mean, when when he was there at the beginning, like that, they were kind of superhuman, yeah. you know, at the beginning of the reign, and, and like, and, and I know this firsthand because you know they <laughs> the, the, they beat the Niners on the way to their first title in the Super Bowl, and I'll never forget. I think we well we did the pot on it, the post game pot on it. I remember, it. and I remember the feeling. I was, I was, I was sad, I but I wasn't totally upset. Which is weird to be because, you know, your team loses in the Super Bowl. But I'm like, well, it was Patrick Mahomes, man. Like, you know what I mean? I'm like, we, we exactly. held out as long as we could. Exactly. You know, we had Garoppolo and they had Mahomes. Like, we held out as long as we could. And then and then once Mahomes just broke through that wall, that was it. Yeah. But it, but those times, they were superhuman. You know what I mean? Like, they just seemed like nothing can stop them. And now it's like they're, they're, they they came closer to the to the median, you know, with everybody else. And I agree. You know, so so that's where, you know, that's that's where I'm thinking. Like Baltimore's got a shot. I'm, I'm with you. Like I think, I think next year, you know, if Rasheed Rice becomes a, a number one receiver, I'm not sure, but they could be in a position to go get one again. I, I don't know who will. that would be, but you know, if if they go and get another one like that or draft somebody that's like that, then you know, this this reign of terror is gonna last even longer, especially especially if. Uh, you know, Pachero is still going to be that, you know, because I think he's a good running back, too. They don't so. use him quite often as, as they should. But, mm-hmm. like, I think they're – I think this is the year to get him. I'm, I'm kind of with you with that. But Baltimore has a, has a habit of, like, at least in this Lamar era, they, they have this 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 habit of choking at the wrong time in the playoffs. Like, yeah. there's no secret that they haven't had much playoff success during this period. But but I felt like they it was always because they've been, like, pretty one-dimensional. And and it always bit them in the ass when it came to the playoffs because it was just too much Lamar running and you know what I mean and then and then trying to pass. But now it's like the comparison between Lamar, you know, when he was winning his first MVP and and now this season where he could be winning his second MVP, he's a little more seasoned. He's a better pocket passer and he, like he still runs, but he don't feel like he's like it's like continuous designed runs by the team. Where I think the overall game. You know, Baltimore's run like run game is good. Their O line is really solid. Their receivers have been more solid. You know, I, I know they lost Mark Andrews, but I but I um He's coming I, back. Is he coming back for this game? 
Calvin, he's coming back to oh, skip. Oh shit, I didn't know that. Okay. Coming back to skip. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yes. Okay. The stars are aligned for them right now. That's what I'm. That, that's what I'm saying. Because Casey's missing uh, their. They're missing uh, one of their own linemen. Is not playing this game, right? Like one of their yeah. top own linemen. Joe Tooney is not playing. Right. Um, Debo Samuel did come back today. He had uh, a little bit of a shorter injury. He yeah, got banged he, up last I, game. I, 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 Roger, I figured for sure. I figured for sure if he was even forty percent, like he's gonna play. I figured mm-hmm. they're gonna load him up with so much drugs. He's, they're gonna have to like pump his stomach after the game. <laughs> but, Probably. But give him some charcoal, right? But <laughs> but but I feel like yeah, I feel like like the stars are aligned for them. Right? I didn't know Andrews was coming back. The stars are aligned for these guys, man. Yeah, yeah. I find the the biggest change with Baltimore. Like I I mean I get it, three to one, not really a good record. But I do find that the biggest change with Baltimore this year specifically was a change of their was the change of their offensive coordinator. Right. You know, when they switched from Greg Roman to Todd Munkin, it just made a huge difference. You started seeing he wasn't running as much as he used to. They weren't focusing as much on the run game as they are on the pass game. Right. I feel like everything kind of got leveled out. You know, they picked up um, they picked up um, that wide receiver. What was his name? Um, uh, what was his Zay, name from uh, Baltimore? Flowers. Zay Flowers. Flowers. Yeah, Zay Flowers. This guy always gets open. Um, and the passing game just literally took off. And now it's like they can beat you any way. They can, any way. It doesn't matter. Yeah. They can run the ball. They'll run the ball down your throat. And their running backs will score like five, six touchdowns. They can pass it on you. Um, you know, Andrews has been out literally for the past, what, five, six games? Yeah. No, they never even skipped a beat. Yeah. Um, they've still played phenomenal, and Lamar Jackson, you know, if all else fails, this guy could still break a run for 50 yards. Yeah. This guy had two running touchdowns or two passing touchdowns last game. Like, I mean, you can't ask anything more from your quarterback than that. Yeah. So if there's any year for them to beat them, it's going to be this year. And if they don't, shoot, I don't, I don't know when they ever will be, to be honest with you. I got to give Kansas City their respect, though, because this run is historic. Like, we're not... We're at the point now where we're getting we're starting to get tired of the greatness. <clears throat> you yes. know what I mean? Like this, this, this is the part of the show where we're getting tired of the greatness. Because since Mahomes started at QB, Raj, they've made it to the AFC Championship at least at minimum every year. Six they, times. Six times. Yeah. Like six. Like six this, times in six years. Right. They won. They went to the Super Bowl three times. Well, three times they won twice. Yep, <clears throat> and he's definitely been the best quarterback, you know, since he's been starting. He's been the best quarterback of his generation, or and I would say maybe Lamar is like second or third on that list. I agree, uh, but like, and, and I mean, again, you know, I think that beast Burrow, <laughs> I think that guy's a monster. Like when, <laughs> when, he, when he's healthy, like I mean, there's so many good quarterbacks right now, but like that that yeah. guy's a whole other story. <clears throat> Excuse me, whole other story. But he's a monster in himself when he's healthy. When he's healthy, and yeah. I think. That's the biggest problem, Joe Burrow. I mean, the best availability is the best asset in a quarterback is availability. That's how I should say it. And I find a lot of the times he's injured, and unfortunately, it doesn't give his team a good chance of actually winning. I do like that guy who backed him up, though. Um, What was his name? Yeah, Um, Browning or whatever his name was. Browning. Yeah. Yeah, he was pretty good. Like, they didn't really skip a beat when he came in. Yeah, they kind of picked up where just where they he left off. So I mean, I I like Joe Burrow. I do like him, but he's got to stay healthy, man, because yeah. he can't stop. Like I feel like it's every second season this guy's getting taken out with some sort of injury. Yeah, 
But I mean, the difference between I think the the Kansas City of that we've been seeing in the past and this year is the stat to me was impressive because in these six years I never realized this. Last week was their first playoff game on the road. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I didn't realize that. I'm like, when you think about it, I'm like, holy shit! So every year they've had the first or second seed, usually number that, one the just... whole entire time. Yeah, and, that, so and that's wild. They never like the the Mahomes. Are, Mahomes never played a playoff game on the road. That's crazy to me. That's wild. Yeah. You know what I mean? And 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 to me, it's like it, it's kind of similar to the Pats. And this is what makes them very. This is what makes this game very interesting on Sundays because it's similar to the Patriots, where it's like you have so much playoff experience over another team. Like there's yeah. literally no scenario at this point now where they're going to be uncomfortable in. You know what I mean? And, and they understand how to lean on that. You know what I mean? So it's like a team where, like a team like Buffalo, like not Baltimore, Buffalo, but Baltimore, where it's like they haven't had much playoff success. They haven't gone. They usually been one and out, you know, the, the, in this Lamar era. It's like, you know, when the game gets tight and there's certain situations happen, you know that at the very least, you know, Mahomes and them aren't going to choke. They're not going to get nervous. <clears throat> and, that's a, and that's what makes them so dangerous. Yeah, you know, they're getting to the point where it's like they they've been there, they've done it, they've seen it all before. You know, I mean, I can't put Mahomes on the same level with Brady because I still feel like he's still, you know, he still needs to win a few Super Bowls. He still needs yeah, yeah, to, yeah. He's still you know, young. obviously he's get still up there. He's young. still young, one hundred percent. He got he has a good ten to twelve years where he will have that chance to surprise Brady, one hundred percent. But what I can't say is in that six years. You know, he's been to the playoffs every single year. He's either made it to the Super Bowl or made it to a conference final. And, you know, he's been successful. You know, and that's that's something. Because when you're going up against a team like that, they are never, they will never be out. Yeah. And no matter how much you bet against them, they will never be out. And Patrick O'Mahomes will always keep them in there. They're battle-tested. I'm like you. I, I don't want to see a Swifty Super Bowl. I just don't want it. I just don't want it. <clears throat> I want Usher in Vegas to to, to 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 have all the attention in terms of musical performances, or just musical anything. I, I don't want to see Taylor Swift dancing to Usher in the stands. I, I don't want to see any of that, man. I just like please save us, Baltimore, Lamar. You got <laughs> Lamar for the love of God, please. Save my last hope, Lamar. Save Jesus. us from two weeks of hell. Because right, that, that, oh, it's gonna be. It's already annoying. From the first game, it was already annoying. So yeah. I can't imagine two weeks of 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 Taylor Swift and the Swifties going all over. Can I just I'm Roger? I don't want to see that at all, man. Nobody does, Calvin. Nobody does, man. Nobody does. Yeah. So we're gonna see, man. I mean, my money, like I said, um, I love Baltimore. I love their team. I like the way they're built. When you're going against the champ, in order to be a champ, you got to beat the champ. And whoever they, let's just say. I honestly truly feel that whoever wins this game might actually win the Super Bowl. Sorry, Calvin. Just to let you know. Well, out, outside of the, the the Swifty hate I have right now, like I, <laughs> I I'm not sure who's gonna win. To be honest with you, like just two black quarterbacks playing at, at an elite level at what they do. You know, yeah. I'm rooting like hell for Lamar. You know, to get to his first Super Bowl, but. Mm -hmm. You know, like again, as we're talking about, this is the weakest Kansas City team they've had in the last six years, and you know, as you said, if it's, it's if it's any year to do it, it's now. But man, it's Mahomes, man. No. I just, I just, man, I don't know. Like, I, I think Baltimore wins, 
especially like I said with the fact that Andrews is coming back. I, like I must have missed that today, but I'm a little uneasy about it though. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not totally confident. I think it's going to be a close game. I don't think by no means is this going to be a blowout. I think it's going to be a very close game. Yeah, I think it's going to come down to the defenses. That's what I think. Yeah. Um, I think that um, in order for Baltimore to win, they're going to have to stop the run, and they're going to have to lock up Kelsey. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to come down to the defense. Like, I love Baltimore's defense. I love the way they're structured. I love the way they play. Um, you know, blitz heavy. Um, linebackers are super fast. EBs could definitely hold their own. Um yeah, I think it's going to come down to defenses. If if Kansas City can find a way to slow down Lamar, and they need to stop the run. Last week, they did not stop the run at all. Yeah. Kansas City got run all over. Like, it was actually embarrassing how badly they got gushed by the run last week. Um, if, if, Baltimore, if Baltimore starts doing that with Gus Edwards... They're gonna just destroy Kansas City. They're yeah. gonna destroy it. Holding, I mean, the best part about running the ball is the fact that you're burning time off the clock as well. So you're actually taking the ball out of out of Patrick Mahomes' hands. So yeah, it, sh- it should be a good game. It should be a really good game. Now, with that said, um, <clears throat> you know we got the NFC matchup right now between the Lions and the Niners. Um, regardless of what happens on Sunday, is is Detroit a winner? I love Detroit. I really do. I feel like they're like Rocky. It's like it's like Rocky going against Ivan Drago, literally. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, you can just tell like Detroit has been. Oh, you have them running up. You have them running up the mountains. Yes, absolutely. They're running up the mountains. They run up the stairs. Yeah, whatever you want to say, it doesn't matter. Like they are definitely like Little Mac going against Mike Tyson. Like. I feel like they're they're kind of going into juggernaut. Um, Detroit's got a really solid team, and I think that they, I, I think that their GM did a really good job of bringing in really good quality players. A great job. Yeah, like this year was obviously this made the difference when they picked up Laporta and then they picked up um, what's in that quarterback? Oh, running back, um, Jameer, um, yeah, Jameer, Jameer Gibbs. Gibbs. Yeah, he's been phenomenal. Like, those two were the best two pickups out of the whole flipping draft. Well, aside from Stroud, yeah. that is. Yeah. Yeah, because they are just, they're just two ballers. Um, they're one of the reasons why I do like Detroit. Um, you know, Goff is playing pretty well. You know, he's not, Goff has never been a superstar. But, you know, he's a self quarterback, and he's playing well. And, I mean, you know, he could definitely throw the ball, and now they could run the ball as well. I think their defense is their weak link. Um, they have an okay defense, but I don't say I would say they have a good defense. And I think that's where San Francisco definitely will have the upper hand. Advantage, yeah. Yeah. Um, but if you were to ask me, like, if if I thought that it's possible that Detroit could beat San Francisco, I think so. And the only reason I say that is because Brock Purdy. Like, I mean, I do like Brock, but I do feel like he's a liability. Um, I feel like if things aren't perfect for him, he doesn't perform at at a high enough level to carry the team. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, who knows if everybody stays in and if you know if the Avengers of all if all the Avengers play, then I think they have a really good chance of winning. But I mean, if somebody gets injured, yeah. um, I don't know if he could put the team on his back and carry them to the win. 
you, you know what? I should be cursing you out right now, but Roger, I've been telling you this all all year. I'm like, I'm like, uh, Shanahan is is I think he might be the best schemer in the league. Mm-hmm. And I and the thing is, I don't know where the scheming line ends and where Purdy begins. And it's okay to be that way that right now because I think he's. I've been saying this. I think he's he is an inc- like the difference between him and Garoppolo. You knew at some point like Garoppolo would have good games, but you knew at some point Garoppolo was gonna have a bad game. We just you just hope he, whether we had a bad game or had a bad half, you just hope it wasn't at the worst possible time. And usually for us, it came at the worst possible time. You know what I mean? We just have a bad quarter, and that was the end of it. I agree with that. Yeah. Garoppolo, I mean, you and I have had the same assessment of Garoppolo. Like, I mean, he'll play well during the season, and then in the playoffs, at the worst possible time, this guy's a choke artist. He'll choke, or he gets injured. It's one of the two. Yeah, it's one of the two. And Purdy's not that. Like, he protects the ball. He makes all the right decisions. Like, he's he's been great. I think he's been an incredible. He's been... An incredible superstar game manager. 100%. I'll, I'll, I'll say that much. And I'm like, and I'm still, I don't want to say I'm still on the fence. I'm, I'm in on Purdy. Like, that's, you know, I'm, I'm going to ride with him. But those three games where they lost, they went on a three-game losing streak um, when when um, Trent Williams and Debo got hurt. And, <clears throat> excuse me, you kind of saw it at that, at that point, right? He didn't have his best receiver. He didn't have his, 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 uh, his, top, his top left tackle. And then from there, it's like you saw the struggles. Even with the scheming, you saw the struggles. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 100%. And, and, and then on top of that, too, it's like, and call me crazy because, I, like I said, I don't think, and I'm saying this, I'm not saying this a knock Purdy because I think that's actually a good position to be in. Correct me if I'm wrong if I'm saying this. This might be blasphemous. This might be blasphemous for me to say this. But <laughs> I'm going to say this anyway. I mean, if you want to do parallels, where he's at right now, isn't that what Brady was when he started? I can say that. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Okay, okay. I'm not crazy then. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Brady was. Um, Star for me. Gold star yeah. for me. Yeah. 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 Brady was in a, he was a game manager when he first started yeah, off. When he first started. I'm not saying his whole, yeah. obviously not his whole career. We know that. But, no, no, no. But, but, but the, the first, first three, the first, four years. Yeah. The first couple of years, first two, three years, he was a, he was a game manager. He was a good game manager and then he started becoming Brady 100% that is true I mean he was um, you know he wasn't a flashy guy Um, he didn't do anything really particularly well Mm -hmm. but he made really good decisions he managed the ball well he managed the game the strategy or whatever the game was and he didn't turn the ball over yeah and yeah that's pretty much what Brock Purdy is right now you're you're absolutely right yeah so so I'm hoping you know (laughs) He, he he takes he takes part in, in uh like he repeats Brady's path obviously of being selfish because I want another seven Super Bowls, but at <laughs> the same time I'm like you could kind of see the parallels a little bit just in that sense where it's like Brady was a great game manager he was a great great game manager for those first couple of years and then by the third Super Bowl it was like okay like now he's yeah he's still running the schemes but now you can see this is Brady too you know what yep, I mean it was and, all back then it was all defense too. Right, the defense and the basically carried the team and, and the, the run game. game. Right, yeah, yeah, that's true. And, and the run game. So it's like, so so yep. seeing it here, it's like there's, I mean, Purdy's has the luxury of having all these weapons. Like you call them the Avengers, and you're not lying, right? Like there's so many, there's so many weapons the Niners have that he can throw the ball to. I mean, even even our backup running back is tight. 
You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Even our, our our backup running back would be starting on like at least at least half the league right now. Probably even more than that. Absolutely. Yeah, I would say more than that. You're right. It probably yeah. I would say at least twenty teams. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? Absolutely. But like, but like you you have the one of the best offensive linemen in the like offensive lines in the league. You got you know Ayuk. You know I don't have to go down the list. You know all the guys. But I'm just like. To have that and then have McCaffrey to either give him the ball or throw it or be able to throw it to him, it's like there's like it's hard. It's it's almost it's almost hard to make a mistake. <laughs> you I gotta, agree. You got to be pretty bad to make a mistake at the same time. So that's why I'm like, as much as I like Purdy, I, I don't disagree. I, I I can't take your head off on this one because I'm like I've been saying this for the last two years, and I'm like, I you know I'm just I, he is getting better because this year he's. I mean, he's one of the the five finalists for MVP this year, right? Along with um, what is the um, McCaffrey and um, uh, Mahomes and and um, not Mahomes, sorry, um, Josh Allen and and Lamar Jackson. I think I'm missing somebody else off the top of my head, but but like he's top five, you know what I mean? So like, I I can't knock him. I can't totally knock him. He's been incredible, but I'm with you. I'm kind of like. You know, and I was in Trinidad watching the uh, the Green Bay game, and I'm like, he was making some mistakes where you're just like, oof, he, like there was a couple of pick sixes he almost threw. Oh, I you know saw I mean? that. You know, so you're just like, ooh, thank God, you know, they didn't catch it. You know, that, that's where it's like it's a little worrisome there. You know what I mean? But we're we're gonna see what happens. But to circle back to Detroit for a second, though, I gotta give props to them because, you know. When when Dan Campbell first got there, I don't know if you remember the. Do you remember his first press conference? When he, yeah. when he was talking about like super intense and eating kneecaps and shit, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember that. <laughs> he looked like a psychopath. Yeah, you're just like, yeah, this guy's gonna be in the unemployment line in two years. This is this is what's gonna happen, <laughs> you know. For for sure, for sure, he's gonna be like a, a like a defensive coordinator on some team, you know, within two three years. You know, by the time that speech is over. But towards the end of last season, though, they started turning it around, if you remember, right? And and they were giving teams a good fight. They were like a spoiler, but it was like you could see, like, man, I think there's something happening in Detroit. You know, and you figured there was a chance they might ride the momentum, but it, it looked like Minnesota was just – it just looked like they were about to take over the division because what Kirk Cousins was doing and then, and then what Jefferson was doing and the run game and – um, it just looked like Minnesota might have a handle on this for a couple of years, but you know, to to to, to say that you you saw this coming that they beat the NFC Championship game for the first time since we both were in the eighth grade, <laughs> you'd be lying. You know what I'm saying? You'd be lying. I mean, to be honest with you, when I when I saw they traded away Hutchinson um, to the Vikings, mm. um, I thought that was going to be a big blow for them. Because he was like he did everything. He was a great blocker, caught the ball well. Like he was a top rank tight end. And the fact that they literally went and drafted Laporta, and I think it was like even the third round. Yeah. Um, and he came in, and you know this guy, he completely balled out. They did not skip a beat. No. Basically, I think they got better. To be I was about to say, I think they it was actually even better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that says a lot about this team. Um, you know, I didn't think they were going to be this good, but they always showed flashes of being a really good offense. Um, but they missed, they were missing a few pieces. And like I said, once they got Jameer Gibbs and once they got Laporta, it's like, they just, they just took off. They just took off. They just took off, man. And now it's like, 
They're playing some really good football. They are very, very hard to stop. Very, very hard to stop. Yeah. Yeah, because that's who that, that two man tandem of, of Gibbs and Montgomery, man. Like it's it kind of reminds me of, of the Saints a few years back with uh, with Ingram and Kamara. Where it's oh, like absolutely. you you just don't know which like one either one of them can get hot. And then that, yeah. and it is riding them right, like. But also, you still have, um, you know, uh, Amon St. Oh Brown, like Amon St. <laughs> Brown, like he's been. I mean, I'm surprised. I don't know how he didn't make the Pro Bowl this year, but I mean, that's, that's a Pro Bowl player. That's embarrassing. The fact that he didn't make a Pro Bowl this year is embarrassing. Yeah, like he he is he's as close to being a superstar as any other wide receiver. Oh. I'd say he's definitely top 10. I wouldn't say he's top 5, but he's definitely top 10 100%. And this guy played like an absolute stud this year. He yeah. caught everything and you know, he's just he's just a phenomenal player, man. So I mean, yeah, they, Detroit's got some dogs on them. Yeah, no no, I'm actually proud of them. Like honestly, I were, if if it wasn't for the Niners, I'd be rooting for them to make it to the Super Bowl, but like yeah, I, I love the storyline, you know what I mean? Like they 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 grinded, man. They had, they're that franchise has had their face in the mud for so long. Oh like, my god, for so so long. So That's long. why I, I felt you know it was really a good. It was like a feel good story when I saw them actually win a playoff game. You know, you saw people crying yeah, in the yeah. sidelines and like and fans just going crazy. And I was like, this city really needs this win. If they go to the Super Bowl, oh my god, I don't know what's gonna happen. Detroit my, is gonna lose their shit. My favorite clip is uh, is the GM in the elevator when he was like, just like yeah, and he's screaming, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, yo, like you can see, man, the the hard work is paying off. But exactly. and, and with that said, though, at the same time, this is where you go back to experience, right? I mean, right. they were within a, a couple plays of losing that first game, and yep. and even last week, like even even last week against Tampa, it's like they. I mean, a drive here and there, like Tampa might have tied that game. And they barely squeeze it out for you. I guess yeah. Tampa. I agree with you. I do. Yeah, agree so it's that. like that experience is where I think it kind of comes back into play. You know yeah. what I mean? It's it's so like it, I think it's gonna be a good game, but but I I I, mean, I guess I'll give my prediction now, but I I expect the Niners to go through. And I'm not even because I'm being biased, but home field advantage, much more playoff experience. Dominance on both sides of the ball, like on offense and defensive lines, you know, I trust Pur- I I trust Purdy more to pick apart the Lions than I than I do trusting Goff to pick apart the Niners. I hear you. I hear you. You know what I mean? And I think the Niners are on a mission, man. Like they've been hungry ever since Purdy hurt his elbow in the, in the NFC Championship game in Philly last year. You know what I mean? Like the whole year they've just been playing with a chip on their shoulder. You know, almost starting fights before games and. David, like it's all set up for them to go to Vegas, man. Like it's all, it, 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 we're ready to go, man. Like I think it's, I think it's time. But I, but I, with that said, I think it's gonna be a good game, though. I do expect a good game. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't disagree. Um, me personally, I think I'm going to go for Detroit. I'm going to go for the underdogs, Fuck you, man. Roger. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I love that offense. Um, I think it's going to give the 49ers fits. Um, the only, like I said, the only thing I'm worrying about is the defense. But I think if they get pressure on Brock Purdy and they somehow magically stop McCaffrey, um, I think they'll have a really good 
chance of winning this game. Um, offensively, I feel like they can go toe-to-toe with the 49ers. Mm. Um, it's just the question is, once again, experience, and I agree with you on that, experience. I mean, the 49ers have been here before several times. This is the first time Detroit's ever been here. Yeah. But Jared Goff has played in a Super Bowl before, that's, so that's let's not true. forget that. That's true. That's true. Right? And he is the leader of the team, so I'll give that to him. But, I mean, the playoffs is a completely different beast. It's it's anybody anybody's game. You know, when you get when you start getting to, like, the quarterfinals and the conference finals, all the teams are good. You know, all the teams have their strengths. All their teams have their weaknesses. But they're all strong teams, right? Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Um, you know, on paper, the 49ers should win, no doubt. But, uh, you know, I just feel like Detroit is just a scrappy team. They are. And, you know, you never know. Un- you under- never know underratedly, they're, they're second, in, they're, they're second on, on rush defense. Like, they're actually second overall. Oh, but, that's but, not bad. But their defense isn't the greatest, though, because their passing defense is like they're like 27th. So that that's where I'm like, you know, mm-hmm. I, I trust Purdy to pick them apart more. It would have had a better chance if Debo wasn't playing. If Debo wasn't playing, I yeah. I almost feel like it would have been like a level playing field. Yeah, I agree. Um, but if, with Debo playing, uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. He's not missing that game. There's no way in hell he's <laughs> missing that game. I think even if his shoulder was separated, they would find a way to, to just prop it up. We can have birdies his shoulder somehow. <laughs> I, I agree. I agree. He's going to be chewing like codeine and stuff. Like, oh, yeah, my God. In, yeah. Injecting it, making him drink it, sniffing it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Rubbing Robitussin on it, putting splints of wood. I mean, like he'd be playing in that game. There's no way he's, he's missing that game. No way. Drinking ketamine. Yeah, man. He's yeah, yeah, yeah. He's gonna. He will be feeling no pain, Calvin. That's no, for sure. No, At no, least no. for about two hours. Yeah. Like like I said, they'll have to pump his stomach after the game, but during that game, he's gonna be totally. He's gonna be totally fine. <laughs> he might flatline by the end, but he'll be fine during the game. Yeah, don't revive him. He'll be, he'll be, he'll be in Vegas in two weeks. It'll be no problem. You'll have no problems there. It'll be fine. But yeah, but 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 you think Detroit's gonna win? Okay, all right. Or you just are you, yeah. you think Detroit's gonna win? Or you're rooting for Detroit. I'm rooting for Detroit. Do okay. I think Detroit's gonna win? I think San Francisco's gonna take it. Yeah, but okay. I think Detroit has a. I think Detroit has a good chance. They have a puncher's chance. Yeah, that's fair. You can root for the story. That's fine. I'm okay with it. I don't hate Detroit. Like I, I'm, I'm fine with it. But yeah, I, like I said, I just think, I just think right now it's like the Niners, they're just on a mission, man. Like you know what I mean? Like because last year, like you would, you hear all the players talking. They felt like, they felt like we could, we should have beat Philly last year if, 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 if Purdy didn't go down. Like that's, that's that was a talk the whole summer. That was a talk even during the year. They were like, they were like, yo, we would have been in the Super Bowl if he didn't get hurt. So yeah. it's like they're just—I think they're just carrying that mantra. Like, like we basically have like unfinished business right now. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. And I mean, yeah, no, I, I don't disagree with you. Um, it will be interesting to see what happens in the Super Bowl because I think regardless of who they go against, whether it's KC or whether it's Baltimore, I mean, I don't know. It's gonna—it's gonna be a tough game for them, I believe, anyways. Because I mean. I feel like Baltimore. Baltimore basically handed them one of the worst beatings they had all season. Mm-hmm. And KC is just KC. I mean, they've got the experience. They got Patrick Mahomes. They always make it a game. So I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, should be pretty interesting to see what happens. No, like I said, I expect a great weekend of ball, man. 
This this this, this, this is the time of year that we expect, and then uh, after this, we gotta we gotta as football fans anyway, we gotta wait until uh, wait until next fall. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like you know all all the fantasy and all the betting. It's like you gotta get it in now. <laughs> <laughs> so true. You only got three games to bet on game bet on games if that's what you like to do, but. Yeah, but like I said, I I feel like right now in in my heart, what I want is is um, is is Baltimore and and uh, like a rematch, Baltimore and um and, and the Niners. Like I want a rematch of that Christmas Day game where, yeah, where, where, I where admittedly we got punched in the mouth. I I'm like I, I don't know what the <laughs> hell happened. Like honestly, I'll, I'll, I I won't lie. That's when I really started to respect Baltimore because I, I at first I was like, yo, I know that Baltimore is always good. You can pretty much count it out all the time, but that's what made me say like, "Oh shit!" Like, yo, these guys, these guys are really for real. Like, I, I really took them serious after that because I'm like, like we, we. That's the only game we got spanked like that when we were healthy. It's true. It's so true, and I agree with you. I'm, I'm right there with you, man. I knew Baltimore was good. I saw them beat up on some good teams. Right, right. But until they punched San Francisco in the mouth, in San Fran too, in San Fran. And they they beat them pretty damn bad. I was shocked. I would have put like not to say not to say I didn't think that Baltimore was a good team because I knew Baltimore was a good team. Right. But I just thought San Francisco was just that much better. Yeah. Right. Like if 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 Baltimore, you know, if Baltimore was uh, I don't know, if Baltimore was the Avengers, then San Francisco was the Justice League. Right. You know, <laughs> I just found that they were just that much better. And then just to see them just kind of get, you know, they got beat by the run. They got beat by the pass. They shut down McCaffrey. Well, they didn't really shut down McCaffrey, but they slowed him down enough that he wasn't that big of a factor. And then, you know, they just started taking out guys. Like, I think Debo got injured at that point. And they were just, oh, it was just, it was was shocking. Like, honestly, man, I, I sat there and I was watching the game and I was like, I can't believe this is happening. Like everybody's, everybody's saying San Francisco is going straight to the Super Bowl, and they've got the best defense and the best offense in the league. And then Baltimore came in and came into their house too, came into their house, opened up their fridge, took out their food, <laughs> made themselves a sandwich, left everything out, you know, walked upstairs into their bed, pushed the blanket aside, sat next to their wife, turned on the TV, and started watching TV in their house. And San Fran couldn't do a damn thing. They couldn't say nothing. Nope. They're just sitting there in the corner and watching everything happen. And they're like, damn, like, honestly, yeah. it was not something crazy, you know? I, I admittedly, we're like, just just let us know when you're, when you're done. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> By halftime, I was like, okay, how much time do they have in this game? Like, what the hell's going on? It was, yeah, it was a, it was a pretty big beatdown. So, I mean, I like to think if they play them a second time, San Francisco will be a little bit better. I, I mean, they'll be ready for them, right? Mm, yeah. They'll probably learn from the first time. But yeah, I, mean, I, I, I can't see that. You usually don't beat a team like that in sports twice. I agree. I agree. So I agree. I, so I agree with that. I expect that to be a much closer game. Like, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, but like I said, I, that that's the dream right now. Anything less than that on Baltimore's side, it's like I almost don't want to watch the Super Bowl. Like I'm gonna have to like really like I'm I'm gonna have to basically watch the game and just like be ready to like turn my head or or, or watch the game on mute just so they don't talk about Taylor Swift. I just I just I'm so, I'm so done with the Taylor Swift thing, man. I was done before it started because I knew where this was gonna go. You you saw it already. Like it's at a point like by the by week two, you're like okay, gee, 
She's in the stands. Okay, cool. Can we watch the game? Can we, can <laughs> exactly. we watch the game? Exactly. So I, I, I just don't expect them to like to, to relent on that now. Like it's, if they make the Super Bowl, we're just oh my god. Like like I said, Usher may as well just just move aside and let her take the stage. Oh, you know, Brittany Holmes is insufferable, but now her and Taylor Swift together. Uh. I'm like, God damn it. God damn it. <laughs> Somebody needs to stop this rain of terror. Somebody needs to do it. Please. And you know what? I could honestly say I understand when everybody was cursing Brady when he was making it to like every a Super Bowl every second year and making it to the conference finals. I get it out. You guys, you didn't hate Brady. You just hated the fact that they were always winning and they were always in the, you know, always competitive and always in the playoffs. I get it. Because this is how I feel about Kansas City now. I'm kind of like, you know, you're seeing greatness and I do love Patrick Mahomes and the fact that he's black. Like, like, you can't beat that. But on the same note, I'm like, God, I want to see somebody else come in there and win. You know? Yeah, like, like I said, man, I don't have an issue. I don't actually have an issue with with. Um, I never had an issue even with Brady. Mm. I, I was totally fine with Brady, to be honest with you. I was totally fine with him. Never had a problem with him, even even amongst the winning. There were some years where I did root against them, but for the most part, like honestly, when they won, I was like, I was like, ah, you know, like they're they're a good team. I actually enjoyed. I like watching intelligent, you know, high IQ teams in all sports, man. Same so, man. so like that's why I appreciate it. They, ne- they never bothered me that way, but mm-hmm. I'm not saying Kansas City isn't that because they are that. It's just the the Swifties thing. I just oh gosh, I just like <sighs> I, no. if any Swifties listening to this, I'm gonna get pummeled. I'm just gonna get killed. But <laughs> <laughs> but I'll take it. It's, I'll, I'll take it. I don't even care. I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree with you, man. I agree with you. Like uh, it's just one more thing we gotta deal with. No, absolutely. Well, you know what, Raj? Let's uh, let's wrap this up and let's reconvene next week with like our awards and and uh, sure. and just breaking down the the the, the playoffs so far. Yep, absolutely, sounds great. All right, sir. But as always, thank you for coming on the Av. It has been a pleasure, sir. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Thank you for checking out the first episode of the Av Podcast for twenty twenty four. Thank you and shout outs to the friend of the podcast, Roger Calendar. Uh, We'll be back to break down our NFL award winners and the rundown of the playoffs next week. That one should be out next Friday. I'm also going to drop an episode of Memory Lane next week as well. Excuse me. After the Super Bowl, I'm letting it be known. I'm breaking down two classic albums, one of which is the 20th anniversary. I'll let you figure it out. (laughs) It may be controversial nowadays considering who the person is, you know, but I'm doing it anyway because it's that important. And with February coming up at the end of the the month, uh, you can also look forward to the annual State of the Raptors address, especially in light of the new rebuild. All right, I'm excited for it all. Either way, five stars, hit me with them. The website, SalSharab.com, tap in. The like and favorite buttons, click on it, please, please, and thank you. And we'll meet up again next week. All right. So for Roger Calendar, this is Cal C. And you just tuned into the latest episode of the Av Podcast right here on South Shore Ave Radio. All right. Until next week. We out. Peace. <laughs>